0: The best games. A
1: lob and a one oh, baby!
0: The best stories. Both teams respect each other, it's good rivalry. The best area high school sports
2: coverage.
3: Overtime in the Division I semi-final!
2: This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. It sure is on a Monday. How you doing, everybody? Alex Strofe alongside. Alright, I gotta try to make it longer this time. My right-hand man, my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who a flat tire couldn't even get rid of, the great Dennis Semra with me on your Monday night here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Dennis, how are you? Well, I'm uh, happy to be with the uh, survivor
0: of last Saturday's crazy (laughs) one. Which I find out, you weren't the only one from the station,
2: right? No, five of us. uh, I was the only one on the on-air side uh, who who was man enough to do it, right? Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, Jesse Nelson, all wimps. Wouldn't do it. Um, So I'd like to say I am the manliest of the on-air personalities. (laughs) Here at ESPN, Madison Dennis. Yes, well, congratulations, and there was
0: a reward waiting for you at the finish line, though, right?
2: Yeah, a few beers. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> uh, it certainly helped out. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good one. Um, so I'll tell you what, and we talked about it a little bit last week, Dennis. But so I uh, I, I battled COVID a few weeks back, um, and I figured my respiratory system was not going to love me. Um, and it didn't go as poorly as I expected, but I still couldn't uh, – I could not run the whole way. I did have to walk a bit. Yeah, how much training did you really do? just uh, I ran two yeah. miles a couple days prior, and that didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> but the run went better than the, than the training. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad I got it done. I got it done in under 55 minutes or roughly 55 minutes. So about 11-minute mile, so I still got it in me. Still got some gas left in the tank, Dennis. I've done the walk before, and I'm thinking about maybe doing it again next year.
0: Uh, with some friends, but uh, the knees just, uh, yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> uh, you get, add a few decades to your age. <laughs> the right. These are the first to go.
2: Well, so. maybe I'll walk it with you next year because I don't know if I have the run left in me anymore. <laughs> that, would, that took a lot. I will say it sprinkled during the crazy legs, and uh, that was nice. It actually felt yeah. pretty good. What's well, a good fundraiser for the UW. You it realize is. how long that's been going, and one of the guys that, how many miles he's
0: done over the years. Yeah. There's a story about that, and all the, all the tags. The, and the T-shirts. Uh, I've talked to people that have like twenty years of T-shirts from when they run, and yeah, um, you know, it used to culminate with a spring game, but no spring game.
2: Yeah, we talked to somebody uh, at the starting line actually, because uh, one of our teammates, Marissa, who ran it with us, uh, you know, she was like, well, you know, why, why is it the same Saturday as the Mifflin Block Party? Yes, um, <laughs> and the lady in front of us turned around. and She said, "Sorry, not the eavesdrop, but this is this is it Used to lead up to the spring game, and, and kind of told us the history of it because. As as I mentioned, I'm a new Madisonian, right? I've been here about a year now, um, and uh, so I did not realize that. And I don't believe there was a Crazy Legs last year due to uh, a pandemic, due to yeah. the pandemic yet. So this was the 40th annual, um, you know. And after the race, Chris McIntosh, the athletic director at, at UW, went on the stage and said a few words and thanked everybody for coming out. So it was really cool. It was a really cool scene, really cool activity. Um, and as you mentioned, a great fundraiser for the university. So it was a was a total success. It was cool to see so many people out there supporting and still running, even though it was uh, it was a little wet outside. Yeah, people want to know why don't we have eighty thousand for
0: a spring football game at Matt? In you know, like other. Tennessee and Alabama and all these others? Yeah. Well, you had forward Soccer on Saturday. You've got so many things in this community that are just Madison-related, and the pandemic took away. The farmer's market coming back, another one, and art fairs, all the mu- musical festivals starting to come back, and and uh, it makes just a great place with the lakes here. So much to do, and, yeah. and that's one of the, the events that every April we look forward to. Getting the UW Band concert back again. wasn't able to get to it this year for the first one with the new director director yeah. but i'd made that for about four or five years running i mean it just uh, i was born in madison grew up in the milwaukee area and i've been back here now since the early 80s and uh they always say the grass is greener on the other side it's pretty good right here yeah it so is. so for people that want to go on they, you always hear this god i wish i was back in madison and, and think about it. well stay <laughs> you know I mean? a lot of people say get out this town's getting too big as it is but no no this is a great place and you were able uh, congrats to experience one of the the best parts about spring in madison yeah
2: no doubt about it dennis i uh, i had a blast and i would say it's one of the best parts of spring in madison i'll tell you one of the worst parts of spring though dennis it's when you blow a tire on the interstate so bring <laughs> us up to speed we talked yesterday a little bit uh, you know, getting ready for tonight. I didn't ask too many details because I kind of wanted you to spell it out, out live in the air, so I could I could react a little bit. So my understanding, and I don't want to tell the story for you. Last Wednesday it was. You were yes. heading up to Stevens Point uh, for the annual meeting, yeah. right? And uh, got it planned. At about two hour drive and. I
0: get through Lodi, and I get to, uh, to the interstate, and I'm like, okay, wow, I'm going to be there maybe a half hour early, and a lot of people go up the night before, so they don't have to drive you know, two, three hours, and I was at the uh, soccer game between Sauk and Sauk Prairie and Mount the night before, Colleen Nessheim, the athletic director there, she was driving up the next day, too. She had to get up earlier than I did, so I'm thinking of other people, and uh, I'm on there going, all right, I'm there, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, not a lot's going to happen but to get to see a lot of people from around the state and uh, all of a sudden I poof, this noise and I realized I ran over a piece of metal that's on the interstate oh, going no. 75 so I was going 70 and getting past like I was standing still everybody's going Is 75, 80, 85 and then I'm thinking oh no and then sure enough I hear a pop and my car starts veering to the left. And I'm looking in the rearview mirror and there's a semi coming up. I'm going, I'm roadkill. Oh no! <laughs> on the way to a high school? Event. Oh no! I got it off. I, I was able to to right the car and then exit 115. It's about three miles north of Lodi. I was able to get to the top of the ramp, where I sat for an hour and a half waiting for AAA, <sighs> because uh, the 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 uh, the spares now are not meant to ride on them like I when I was younger and admit, yeah, I had a flat and I run it for two or three weeks and a couple hundred miles. Well, the uh, the, the Brown Service out of, of Poinette, Scott, I'll remember Scott's name, because uh, he was there and took care of it for me. He said, no, no more than 50 miles. That's it. So uh, no, I'm Scott. Up I'm about 80 miles from from uh, um, Stevens Point. He's go. no, you're going to blow this one before you get there. And I'm like, nah, so I end up having to go home and try to follow it on YouTube a little bit, but... No, it was not exactly the way that I wanted my Wednesday to be.
2: Yeah, that's tough. And then uh, but that's
0: what you—that's you have AAA for. That's what you have an auto service for to take care of stuff like that.
2: Well, uh, you know, Dennis, we talked a couple months back when I locked my keys in my car. Remember that one? <laughs> uh huh. Um, I have not invested yet. But I heard it's a good one, especially when situations like you that happen. To- so. You get
0: free towing. Uh, you get uh, so many visits before they start charging you. So anybody who's locked, yes, I've locked my keys in my car. Have I, you? I, I, yeah, You I know, i got to be
2: honest, Dennis, no offense. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you, 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 you and me both, buddy. Alex Grett running the show again this yeah. week. Good to see you, buddy. Have you, uh, have you ever locked your keys in your car? No.
4: No, keys, always been good with that. Flat um, tires? Flat tires also have avoided. I did hit a patch of black ice going home on a Highway uh, 67 up in Sheboygan, and, um, and I started to swerve and then suddenly was going 40, 45 miles an hour down the highway sideways <laughs> as a uh, semi was speeding up towards me. So that's not terrifying. Instead at of all. Braking, I floored it into the ditch. And AAA was there to bail me out.
0: There you go. Wow. Wow. Well,
2: AAA
4: yeah, a loved a the couple, night on.
0: Well. The well, reason I'd, I'd locked my keys in the car one time, it's been a couple times, I, got, <laughs> I, I had them in my lap and I dropped them and then I got distracted and I closed the door and realized, oh no, I know what I
2: did right away. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm brain dead. It happens. Oh, man. You are uh, you are, you are unreal. And then, so what else? What did you cover last week? You covered a few things last week, too. As you, you mentioned well, was, the soccer game. soccer.
0: That was 30, 32 degrees. Yeah, so what about they, Friday? They sold out a hot chocolate by, uh, at halftime. Did you get some, at least? Uh, yes, I did. Good. Yes, and then I found out that uh, they have a heated press box at Mount Horeb. I spent the first half on the sidelines between the teams like I normally do. And I was invited to come up and didn't think, oh, most press boxes aren't. So I go up, and I'm like, It's
2: toasty in here. Duh. (laughs) Did
0: not leave the rest of the way. Uh, Then uh, Friday, I fell for the kids. I was in Sun Prairie for a track meet. It was 48 degrees at the start. Must have been around 42, uh, I think, when it ended. Rainy, misty, uh, just an ugly night. And for all these kids, I'm just, oh. And there's some PRs, which, you know, personal records, which you surprised that I was there to cover Middleton and and, uh, some of the kids... uh, were, uh, it was their first big meet, and of course, welcome to Wisconsin. Well, I was talking to Todd Clark from the WIA earlier, and one of the uh, topics at their annual meeting was about spring sports, and do we need to the move timeline. them back a little bit, yeah. the timeline? And he goes, okay, well now you, you all in the South are now figuring out what us in the North, and you, you're from the North, yep. have, have dealt with for years. Uh, well, I went to school at St. Lawrence in Montcalvary and my senior year, we played 12 baseball games. That That's was it. it. That was it. Wow, and uh, but also our school year ended the end of May being a private school. So. Right, right. But you know, so I, I've experienced that up there in the snow and whatever. But uh, so, uh, but the annual meeting. Uh, one big thing that came out of that is they have now opened as of today a satellite office in Milwaukee. Where uh, Assistant Director LeVar Ridgway and Administrative Assistant Molly O'Brien are going to be operating primarily uh, uh, three days, maybe four days a week, maybe. Wow. And they actually had a Zoom meeting today, and Lavar was down there. Trying to reach out, one of the, the main points that came out is service to the membership. And uh, with a lot of schools in the Milwaukee area, they decided to do that for the first time. So wish them well in that endeavor. Yeah.
2: So explain to me what, what exactly, so you said they'll service the schools. So, so rather I, the, than than Stevens Point being the main city of contact, there will now be direct yeah, the, contacts that, in the right. Milwaukee area? They still have to
0: go through Stevens Point for a number of things. But if they have questions to answer, they're going to be in downtown Milwaukee. i will be accessible and... Just available to go out and meet with the athletic directors and superintendents, and whatever, be able to to hit the conferences in the Milwaukee area in the southeast part of the state, where there's a lot you look you know from Racine you know all the way
2: right. up up north so. Sure, Waukesha, Milwaukee, etc. Right? Okay, that makes sense. Now, Stevens Point, we keep mentioning it not only because it's a lovely city in which I lived for four years, but because that is where the WIA headquarters are. Um, So that's why Dennis was headed to Stevens Point, and that is why uh, I referenced it there again as they're opening a. You called it a satellite office, Dennis, in the Milwaukee area. Right. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll see what exactly they provide but it seems like it's just going to be an easier point of contact for some of the schools in that area
0: right for information and to answers to questions
2: things like that sure just be pro they want to be more proactive to the membership so I guess my follow up then Dennis would be, and I don't know that you'll have an answer, but where would Madison schools then report to? Would it be the, that Milwaukee office? Would it still be through Stevens Point? Can, I think we, through can Steve,
0: we through Stevens Point? Can yeah. we expect
2: another satellite office potentially to be added, or is it too early to tell? as they just experiment? I, I, I think that's
0: probably an experiment. That's one question to uh, ask uh, Stephanie Hauser. But again, it's her first year. We had her on the show a few weeks ago. It's her yeah. first year in, and, and they're uh, again trying to put a stamp on what she's doing and uh, being, you know taking more steps. you know. Dave Anderson did
2: a great yeah. job with it before, but again, reaching out, there's some things that they need to do. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm sure we'll, uh, before our season wraps up here for Zimberkanda's Prep Mania, I'm sure we'll have Stephanie Hauser on again just to chat over the end of the year and obviously her first year and and some of the initiatives that she has in mind we've talked about that with her as you mentioned dennis uh, a couple times this year but of course uh, towards the end of the year here is we've got about five or six shows left uh we will we will wrap uh you know hopefully with another conversation the other one was lacrosse i asked todd specifically that just came
0: up in stephanie's meeting that her initial uh, address to the membership that it's a, a topic that there's a border control meeting in may and another one in june something could happen at that point I asked if maybe it would be discussed in the fall at the area meetings. Todd thought, uh, again, he's communications director, yeah. Todd Clark said, that he thought that might come up in the next two months. That uh, Again, working it out with the lacrosse association to get that as a, sponsored as a sport by the WAA. So,
2: both boys and girls, I said Both
0: boys and girls. So it's something that I think they'd like to have Is something, right. you know. Uh, just like with their competitive balance uh, issue, uh, the committee that's met nine times, and they're hoping to have something by for the board of control in the fall that they're going to be able to vote on at the annual meeting next year. And then whether lacrosse gets voted on by the board or not uh, in the next couple months, that's you know it's one item that's still on the table. So
2: currently, lacrosse it is offered at some high schools. It's offered at schools, but it's but independent, it's,
0: right? So people want to know why, like the media, don't cover it. Well, it's, it's not a, a sport sanctioned by the WIA, and there's so many other club and other activities out there that uh, limited space, limited uh, you know, people to work, that uh, you just can't do everything. So uh, that's been the excuse not to cover something, even though in this area, Verona, Awana Key, Sauk Prairie, Madison area, it, it's had a team. Um, uh, there's a lot. Rugby's another sport that you've looked at. And I, I got introduced in a cycle cyclocross,
2: I have no idea what that is. That yeah,
0: is. Th- that's one we got to take a look at. That, that's one that uh, an athlete I cover often, uh, Pat, uh, Pat Nod, rather, from uh, Middleton, is in soccer. He's in the ski team. He ran the hurdles at this track meet I covered, and he in cyclocross, C-Y-C-L-O, cross. What, a sport what does that mean? That... Th- th- that's something that Google, that'll be oh, your you for next week. That, yeah, I've, I've looked it up a little bit, So, but not, not enough to know uh, a lot about the sport, just to know that I spelled it right when I included it in the story, <laughs> that that's another activity that the, this uh, kid is in. So there, There's so many, uh, looking for the student athlete these days, there are so many things that they can do uh, that are sp- sponsored by the WIAA, as well as not, that are great activities.
2: You are such a journalist. Make sure you spell it right. That's terrific. <laughs>
4: So I've Googled it and I found: uh, cyclocross is a unique non-Olympic discipline of cycling that can be best described as a cross between road cycling, mountain biking, and the steeplechase. I still don't know what that means. Yeah, I, I'm also. Uh, is the bike like lower to the ground? What? What? I'm confused. No, I. It from what it looks like, they're regular bikes. <laughs> people are picking them up and jogging over hurdles of some Whoa! sort. Uh, which I believe is a steeplechase part of it. Oh, yes. um, okay.
0: So there's some CrossFit going on here. Yes, I asked the cross. I asked him about the cross training. He goes,
2: "Yeah, it's a great cross training sport." Wow, that sounds uh, very tough. A little bit harder than the Crazy Legs 8K. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this is Zimbracondas' presentation of Prep Mania here on 100.5 ESPN for nearly 50 years. has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbracondas' used car dealership will save you time. And reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new or a used Honda vehicle, make sure you go see our friends at Zimbra Honda in Madison today. Or you can even go to their website to check current inventory. That's Zimbraconda.com. We'll continue the conversation next. A Madison area kid was drafted by an NFL team. We'll tell you who that is as well as hear from him. That's next at Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm out of pain, but I'm trying to call home more of my change I
1: spent on you. Where have the times gone, baby? It's all gone.
2: It's Simple Childness, presentation baby of prep Pratt- mania right here at 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin on demand. Alex Strofe hanging out with you alongside of Area High School Sports. Dennis Semmer, Alex Gravatt with us as well. As uh, we continue the conversation around some of the highlights of the last week, which includes the NFL Draft. Now, Dennis is wearing his uh, his Packers sweatshirt, representing the green and gold on this Monday after the NFL Draft. Dennis, thumbs up or thumbs down on the Packers 2022 Draft class? Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, I wish they would have moved up. Uh, I like to lave as a wide
0: receiver, but hey, you you look at what they got uh, and what they're going to have to give up to move up into that. and. And there's no guarantees. Uh, the only thing is that all these second, third, fourth round draft picks that have done so well for them, they've always had a number one. And they don't right. have a number one right now. Right. But this guy's going to get a chance. And the good thing is is they didn't just throw all their eggs in the one basket, draft him, and drafted a couple more guys. So
2: Danny Davis, wide receiver, one for the Packers.
0: <sighs> Danny okay to, to, to go from the Badgers to the Packers has got to be so cool. And, and if you're a state kid, it's even better, which is, you know, it's happened a number of times, and uh, I really wanted him to take Leo Chanel. I yeah. really wanted to see him in green and gold. Uh, but, uh, hey, he's going to a Super Bowl contender in Kansas City, so great for him.
2: Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's talk a little Madison Memorial, Dennis, because one of their own was drafted to the Dallas Cowboys over the weekend. Uh, it's a name we're all a little bit familiar with. guy by the name of Jake Ferguson, ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah. Got a pretty important grandpa, too, is yeah. my understanding. Uh, of course, Jake Ferguson, former Badgers tight end, the grandson of Barry Alvarez, former athletic director at the University of Wisconsin, drafted this weekend uh, to the Dallas Cowboys, as I mentioned. And uh, I think this is a really interesting—he was on Wilde and Touch last week, Dennis, and I did want to play this for you. Uh, he was asked about the critique of his style of play, uh, which was read directly from a draft profile. I'm Jake Ferguson, and I thought his answer was admirable. Here's Jake Ferguson last week on and Tausch.
3: Talking with Jake Ferguson, who is getting ready for the NFL draft this week. Uh, Jake's mom is not listening to the show, I'm going to assume, so when I read this from the Athletics, she won't be bothered by it. Ferguson doesn't have much style, but he has substance because of his above-average ball skills and competitiveness as a blocker. I think you got style. I think you got a lot of style. What would you say that. your style is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would, ooh. See, now I got a variety of, of style. I got on the field style. I got off the field. I would
0: just say unlimited style almost because there's style in every scenario
3: that I'm in, whether it's my pregame walking through the, the arch back at Wisconsin on the field. All right, so let's let's break it down because that's hey, we're gonna break down your draft prospects here by, based on style. So your style walking let's through the sure. arch. What is oh. your what was your go to outfit? What was like your your walking style? Were you kind of was it a swagger of a walk? Was it more of a, like puffed out chest? You're not messing with me today. Take us through the through the arch style. Okay,
0: well first the the first twenty steps through the arch probably puffed up, ready to rock, ready to run through a brick wall. And then I'd walk up to my mom and she'd give me
1: a kiss on the cheek. And then that would just, there'd be a red lipstick mark on my cheek. And then that would just go out the window and everyone's just laughing at me. So then it's just like,
0: it turns to a little bit more cooler style, I guess you could say. But definitely those first 20 steps, I'm ready to run through a brick wall
2: uh jake ferguson and jason will last week i uh, Wildy and Tash, which you could hear morning zero 100.5 espn nine to noon uh so dennis that's a mom moment yes that's, that's an awesome <laughs> clip and, and, and you Uh-oh. know what it is interesting because uh, all jokes aside which he was terrific in that clip there he does have style um and, and i thought the four years he played at wisconsin dennis he proved that right i mean he went from a guy we weren't sure was going to make a huge impact, to a guy who made maybe the biggest impact besides Jonathan Taylor and Braylon Halen, who he played with offensively. Uh, what, what was your takeaway, seeing obviously you've covered most of his athletic career, Dennis, to see him go from a high school kid at Madison Memorial to a stud tight end at Wisconsin to now an NFL draft pick to the Dallas Cowboys? Well, in high school, he had a swagger in high school.
0: The good ones all do. And uh, the thing that's impressive about Jake was he was a slot receiver. He punted. He was an inside linebacker. Where else can I play, Coach? Kind of a guy. Yeah. I, if you're going to play a full game, I, this is the guy that's not going to leave the field. He'll bring the water in from the sidelines for his teammates. You know, he, he does a little bit of everything. But looking at him, it's like he's got the physicality of a tight end. He just knew on the next level, and that's what Wisconsin recruited him at. And we're, we're talking as reporters going, we're going to be watching this guy in the NFL seven years, six years, seven years down the road, going to say, we got to cover this guy in high school. Yeah. I mean, his, his, uh, his career, he had 314 tackles, 29 for loss. Now, he's a receiver. You don't think much about the fact he was a linebacker. Yeah. The teams had a game plan for him on both sides of the ball. So we just knew back then he had the potential. But... It didn't become more of a reality until his sophomore year. I'm at the, uh, the McLean Center working for Associated Press, and they wanted some interviews of Badger players. And He said, why not you talk to Jake, get a couple of quotes for a story I'm working on. And he comes walking in, and I'm like, whoa. This isn't a high school boy anymore. This is a man. <laughs> I mean, you can tell two years in the weight room he was starting to fill out. And now, okay, his potential. He's working. He's, And then you watch what he did for the Badgers, catching a pass every game as a tight end. Not a wide receiver, running back. You know, you get very limited opportunities and targets, and he made the most of it. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy that he's paid his dues all the way through. So from a physicality standpoint, and he's from Madison, I'm thinking, okay, one, he stayed home. That was great. Well, yeah, it was kind of assumed. You know, he had... Three hats there on signing day. They all were, motion- they all were Wisconsin hats. Which one am I going to wear? Kind of a thing. He was kind of playing <laughs> it up, even though he'd committed ten months before. But you just that was one you kind of rooted for because he's he's one of our own, just down the street. Yeah,
2: and the, as I mentioned, and it's been mentioned on every national broadcast for the last three years, the grandson of Barry Alvarez. So of course the, the previous ties you got to cheer for.
0: Him. Yeah, and he had an older brother. Don't forget. Joe, yeah. yeah, don't forget the, the impact he had on him. That um, you know, you want You want Always the younger ones. Michael Flowers was the fifth of the Flowers brothers. Ended up as you know, playing for the Badgers and was, was an outstanding basketball player. But. You look at when you got an older sibling, you got the genes. The genes are there. Whatever. Are you going to put the work in, though? Yeah. It still comes down to individual responsibility. And he put the work in, so he
2: well, deserved we'll, it. We'll chat with Mike Harris next. He's the head coach at Madison Memorial for football. He was not the head coach when Jake was there, but he still knows Jake, and uh, he was part of that staff, correct? When he no, was, there? he
0: was uh, he was over at uh, he was at
2: Madison Follit. Gotcha. So he played against he him over. a few times.
0: <laughs> we'll if we ask Mike
2: about that? <laughs> we sure will. We'll talk to Mike Harris, the head coach of Madison Memorial, next. This is Zimbra Konda's presentation of Prep Mania. It's Zimbra Konda's presentation of Prep Mania here on ESPN Madison. Alex Strofe, Dennis Semra, hanging out with you on your Monday night. For nearly 50 years, Zimbra Khanda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or check current inventory at Zimbraconda.com. Excited to head coach at Madison Memorial Football, Mike Harris. Mike, always good to chat with you, my friend. How are you?
1: Oh, fantastic. Alex oh, Great. Dennis, it's good to have you on there as well. Yeah. Hey,
0: coach uh a year ago, we had spring football, but you guys did not. <laughs> uh, did not. <laughs> You're back on schedule, I take it, off-season workouts and well, getting to see the know, kids. You know, I mean, t-
1: <laughs> to say back on schedule, I mean, that's, that's kind of misleading. I mean, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're 16 months behind everyone else, but still, it was a very enjoyable off-season. I'm very proud of the boys. They worked very hard this winter.
2: Well, Mike, uh, let's start with what we were just talking about before the last commercial break, and that was uh, Jake Ferguson being drafted. Obviously, uh, being the head coach at Memorial, i got to know, Mike. Obviously, A, I want to know your excitement level, uh, because that that helps the program so much, I imagine. But secondly, uh, what was the reaction from the Memorial community like to have one of your own drafted in the NFL? Well,
1: I'll tell you, first of all, uh, congratulations to Jake. I did not have a chance to speak to him directly and and say that. Uh, Jake is a product from the Adam Smith era, so uh, really I had no true connection with him or worked with him directly. I just know of him as an alum, and uh, you know we've had some really good reports back and forth. I know um, when we did very well in 2019, uh, he had this thing going on, or the coaches had this this uh, uh, banter going on as far as whose team still remained in the playoffs, keep standing, and so Jake was one of the few guys to still stay standing, but. Um, You know, I went through and looked at the history of professional athletes at Memorial High School. Um, And, you know, since the school's first um, time that it opened its doors in 1966, uh, we had several pro athletes, starting with Jay Norvell from Iowa. He was drafted in 82 to play for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Rick Graff, who played for the Badgers, um, was drafted in, in, uh, in 1987. He went to Miami. Tyrone Braxton went to North Dakota State. He was drafted in 87 as well, and he went to Denver. Uh, Doug Parrish played at uh, San Francisco State. He was drafted the seventh round in 1991 to the Jets. Jack ike a Badger product as well, fourth round in 2008 to the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jester Wea, who was an undrafted free agent in 2018, went to the Houston Texans. And Darice Fountain, Northern Iowa, sure. in 2018, went to the Indianapolis Colts, who's now with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, that lineage is something that we take a lot of pride in. Um, you know, I know that the players are very excited. I know that former alum are very excited. Um, you know, I, I recall back when when uh, Jack Icaguano was drafted and when, when Darice was drafted, there were people, alum, who were going out to buy the jerseys. So, You know, it's just it builds up that excitement and makes everyone feel very um, proud of the endeavors that those gentlemen have gone through and all the hard work that they've gone through to reach that level.
0: Now, Jake was just down the street playing for the Badgers for four years. Uh, You know, the impact of having a guy playing for the Badgers, I'm I'm sure that even more than the pros, uh, what does that do for a high school program in the city?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of twofold. It builds aspirations. It makes the players hungry to want to reach that level. Uh, I think playing Big Ten football is uh, one of the highest levels of, of achievement that a high school athlete could achieve. Um, at that time, Big Ten is really uh, just that beautiful to watch and, and obviously for those guys to play for. Uh, but what we stress to our players in the program is you know, the, the odds of making it in the NFL are very, very slim. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about the odds quite a bit. Every spring meeting, I share it with the players and also during the recruiting season. And that's, you know, the, the, the standard is I think there's 1,100,000 high school football players in the nation. And uh, out of that, close to 300,000, 350,000 uh, seniors. And with that, roughly 72,000 of those individuals will be part of the uh, NC2A high school players meaning about 20,000 of them are going to be freshmen playing football. And with that, then it becomes a percentage game. So roughly 6.5% of all high school football players are going to go on to play uh, NC2A. And out of that, we talk about the total number of players that are going to be drafted. What was it this year, 254, 256, I can't remember. So out of that, yeah, something of that, that number. You know, so we're saying... Out of the uh, uh, 15,000, 16,000 seniors that are playing NC2A uh, football, only 254 to 256 of them are going to be drafted. And that's not really including all the rookies that make the team, et cetera. And so realistically, the percentage of players from NC2A to NFL comes to about 1%, 1.5% of all the players playing. And when you consider, you know, like the league minimum might be about 500000 right now. I'm not quite sure what it would be. After taxes, they're going to lose a good chunk of that. So they're maybe down to $300,000. Multiply that by the total number of years that the average NFL player gets, you know, we're talking maybe $900,000 max, max in their lifespan. And so what we keep stressing to all the players in Madison are you got to get your college education your degree is going to pay off in the long run for 40 years as opposed to three to four years playing in the NFL. So, you know, I think that the players look at that and they say, yep, but again, that, that, that lure of playing in Camp Randall is really a big, big lure. And many athletes will, will want to jump that. And I think, you know, um, we also run into the problem where sometimes they might not look at uh, uh, a Division Three system. You know, the, the, the WEAC is a very competitive school system. Um, you know, if we look at some of the Division two schools in the Michigan and the Minnesota areas, many of them are very competitive. And, you know, being in town here, seeing the Badgers on a weekend basis, um, sometimes that sets that bar at that level. And as I just said, numbers-wise, not every kid is gonna get that chance to do that. Again, we keep stressing, get your degree, get your diploma.
2: Wow, Mike, that was uh, that was wonderfully said. I must say, Mike Harris, the head coach at Madison Memorial, with us. You teach English, don't you? Because you just schooled I, us in a math lesson, bro. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I,
1: it's not math, but yes, I, I, I love English, sophomore English, um, and some honors English as well. So.
2: Gotcha, uh, Mike. So I, I, my understanding is you were at La Follette, correct? When Jake Ferguson was at Memorial playing playing football, correct?
1: Uh, No, I was actually in the transition back at Memorial. I just wasn't coaching at
2: the time. Oh, okay, I got you. Because I was going to ask what it's like to scheme against them, but luckily it sounds like you did not have to do that because well, Dennis was rattling you know, off the staff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you, the big thing was scheming against a kid like Justeria and Derice Fountain. Okay, so that's where I was at LaFollette, okay. and uh, man, you know, <laughs> those both of those athletes had a, a, another level that just, you know, I. I looked at the defensive coordinator. We just shook our head and said, "What can you do?" I mean, that's <laughs> we had the right system in there. We had the right coverage, and you know, the, their athleticism just took over. So,
0: well, you just know too, Mike. Right? Sometimes the, the, the special ones maybe have that little bit of swagger, but uh, don't want to leave the field. I mean the, the kind of guys that hey, where can I play, coach? Well, <laughs> I can't. Pl- I can play you for the full game, but I can't play you on both sides at the same time. So. <laughs>
1: I can only put 11 on the field. I can't put 12. So, yeah, you know, they, they, they definitely are, are factors. I remember watching Jake from the stands, and he was a 2A player, and uh, he was just exhausted because of all that he was putting into the game. Well, um,
0: here's a stat you know, for you. you.
1: You saw it, you saw it in, in the college level, how he did it. Yes, I'd like to hear the stats.
0: Uh, his high school career 314 tackles, 29 for loss, five sacks, five interceptions. People think of him as a wide receiver, which he was. <laughs> he got 15 touchdowns. But back then, even I think we were projecting him for a tight end. Just the body, size, going to Wisconsin, that's probably where they were going to try to put him. And envisioning him playing the NFL seven years down the road. But he was a pretty good basketball player, too. The last team from Very Memorial that went to State player. 2017, he was a starting yeah. forward on that team. So, yep. I, again... Uh, uh, more of a lesson Uh, I'm waiting for the NFL to come out with how many first round draft picks were multiple sport athletes in high school yeah that's always attest to to it. and Jake was a multiple sport athlete in high school
1: there is a stat already out there and they found that there's a direct correlation um, with track and field and then the second one you want to take a guess what it is Dennis you and I are on the same page with this one did I lose you?
0: yeah no basketball
1: no no Wrestling. Oh, wrestling. Oh, oh yeah, of sense. course. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the correlation between so. offensive line and defensive oh, yeah. line. Yeah. absolutely. And then uh, absolutely.
0: quickness, linebacker, sure. you know, yeah. defensive player, uh, yeah. moving
2: bodies. Obviously yeah. the physicality, right. Yeah.
1: The physicality with it, yeah, and the leverage. So, but, yeah, I, you know, watching yeah. Jake grow up um, in how he was playing at the high school level and then watching how he – you know, physically developed to the man that he is right now. Um, I'm I'm very excited for him. I'm happy for him, proud to say that he's a Memorial Spartan, just like I'm a Memorial Spartan. And, uh, you know, uh, I razz people all the time about, uh, other teams beside the Packers, but now I guess I'm going to have to jump a little bit on that Dallas bandwagon just because um, uh, we, they have we, one of us.
0: We've got a few Badgers end up playing down there too. That you, <laughs> I don't know if we can allow Dallas Cowboy gear to be worn inside the city limits of Madison. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but hey, uh, uh, you know we've had players play for Iowa, and I'm right. not an Iowa fan, right. but I'm going to root for our high school kids no matter where they go because they're Madison area kids. Because they're so. Madison kids. So, you and you, you mentioned. The wrestling and the track and field. Two. Uh, why I really like your football program. Your wrestling program is taken a step forward, and your uh, track and field program has always been solid. And I can't wait to see them this spring. So that That's that helps, the doesn't it? Mike?
1: And the athletes. Yeah, they are. Um, they're really working hard. And again, I keep reminding people that city of Madison schools are 16 months behind everyone else. Yeah, and uh, you know to just keep grinding the way that they are and to keep making sure that they find the joy in playing sports and being as competitive as they can be. It's just a a true testament uh, to all of the attributes that everyone's putting forward to make it happen so i'm proud of
2: everyone mike harris with us here on prep mania last one for you mike and you mentioned that that 16 month delay right because of the pandemic what do the next couple months look like as you try to continue to bridge that gap i know rome wasn't built in a day right but i mean what is what does the summer look (laughs) like i know you obviously get some contact days uh for football i imagine in in june or july uh what what does it look like for you in, in trying to bridge that gap
1: yeah, thanks for asking, Alex. We, we already had our spring player family meeting, and we shared, um, we call it our summer pride calendar. So it details all the, uh, all the days of when we're going to contact, what's going to happen in terms of when school gets out for our strength and conditioning. Um, there's going to be a lot of learning, a lot of learning curve with the incoming eighth graders that are going to be ninth graders in the fall. Um, plus with, you know, the bodies that we have coming back, trying to get everyone on the same pace. Um, you know, we're, we're excited to be involved in some passing tournament and passing league work uh, and then doing some individual stuff with uh, with alignment the so they get to have some some uh, uh, fun themselves with camp action as well. Um, as I said, the learning curve is going to be huge and then we have the, the component of getting physically ready. Um, a lot of the winter was, was used for that strength and hypertrophy phase and get everyone as big as we could, but now we're going to start to uh, get ourselves and get our lungs back. So that's really where a lot of our focus is. Everything is planned out. We're pretty busy all summer.
2: Good. That's, that's good to hear, right, trying to bridge that gap. <laughs> well, Mike, I always learn something talking to you, so I really appreciate the time tonight, and uh, we'll do it again soon, all right?
1: Thanks much, Alex. I appreciate
2: yep. it so Thanks, much. Mike. That's Mike Harris, head coach at Madison Memorial Football. Uh, Seriously, I I say it, but I'm being dead serious, Dennis. I always learn something when I talk to him. He he always comes very prepared.
0: (laughs) He is the epitome of the teacher coach. Yeah, true that. And you love to have your head coach in the building, that if there's any issues or whatever, they can monitor. Uh, They get them in a different setting than you do on the field or in competition. And uh, he really has a knack. I mean, last year he got to coach track, but they had to pull back on that, you know, with no football. His wife let him do that, but he's got uh, he's got his own family that he's got to worry about. Being a dad, it's just as important, if not more important, more important. Yeah, you I know. Know, than your team. But he,
2: he was in the uh, the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios with us probably what about six months ago now, and uh, I, I know he was still debating whether or not he was he was going to coach track, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's he's he's just great. He's it's it's always a good to have an advocate and a guy like that in the position he's in, and, well, yeah, and, you know, and we say that and, a lot about a lot of our area coaches.
0: And you look at the city coaches there. It's we need continuity at at the four high schools, and County Edgewood does the private school, but for the pu- four public schools, and uh, again being so far behind now, being able to now have a little bit more normalcy, have being able to have meetings face to face and have a schedule, and the kid and. Uh, you know they they need to have you know where so they can do other sports as well you know manage their time and whatever, but uh memorial will be back as a power I mean we got to see him push it to state almost uh, get to state a couple of years ago and yeah. uh pre pandemic so wish him well but yeah again uh it was great the the numbers that he has you can tell he's a teacher too right and, that uh but English to math, nice. That was, that was
2: <laughs> You're always looking for math teachers to help you out anyway, aren't you? I sure am, Dennis. <laughs> you're one of them. I, I count you as one of them. We'll wrap up the show next in Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. When she is lonely and longing too much, she we'll wrap it up. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania here on 100.5 ESPN. Alex rope Dennis Semra with you. Thanks again to Mike Harris of Madison Memorial High School. For joining us and teaching us, all right, Dennis. He, he always teaches us something.
0: Well, you got to learn something new every day. You know, that's uh, that's my approach. Every time when I wake up, what am I going to learn today? Somebody's going to teach me something, some information, whether I'm picking it up off the internet or social media. Well,
2: let me ask you this: What's your favorite thing you learned today?
0: Oh, just the impact. I guess. Uh, well, I, the lessons of. of you know, you want to be a pro athlete. How difficult it is yeah. getting those numbers out again. You forget about that stuff. Stuff you kind of take that for granted because yeah. you see, you see so many guys go on, and we cover so many different different levels. You know, and you cover how many people get a chance to play Major League Baseball, for example, coming from the area. Um,
2: right. Well, it, I, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off, Dennis, but I know we <laughs> yeah. got about two minutes, minutes left, and I and I know we want to get to something. Uh, that came out this week from the, from the Madison Sports Hall of Fame, correct? They announced their recipients
0: for the upcoming year? Yeah, the, uh, we have the four uh, inductees in Hall of Fame. are going to be Roy Boone, a Madison East grad who played for the Badgers basketball team. Yeah. Uh, Peggy Kelly Gerhardt, an Edgewood athlete, a uh, uh, golf coach and a competitor. Uh, Chris Granger, who is a builder of athletes. Uh, he was a gymnastics coach, a tennis coach, uh, was a, a very good gymnastics official. Which is hard to find brad winchester winchester was a madison west hockey player uh, played for the badgers and he went on to play in the nhl and uh, he's a volunteer assistant with the badger hockey team right now but uh, i get to present normally i present for a prep player i've been asked to, to be uh, on the uh, um, the dais to do this uh, this year it is my honor to present the madison commission sportsman of the year award to kelly sheffield I sat next to Kelly and Brian Posick at the, uh, the banquet last year, and Kelly said they were going to win the national title this year. Pieces in place. I reminded him he said that. He goes, well, some people might think that's arrogant. I go, no, you had the confidence. You were I right. knew you were going to do it, you did, and you did it. And, and uh, to be able to find something new. He's gotten so many awards. He goes, I already got it last year. What am I getting an award for this year? Coach, you won the national title. <laughs> now, when I get to go to this banquet, I'm looking out. Uh, you know, I'm nervous, Rick, trying to present because all my, my peers and people I've covered or I've admired for so many years, over 200 people in the Hall of Fame, yeah. and a lot of them are there every year. It is a fantastic night, June 1st, and tickets are available for that. So we'll talk more in another show yeah. about, uh, about Roy Boone, who I got to cover in high school. And do stats for it when he played for the Badgers. He's one of my favorites.
2: Yeah, he is a cool story. Uh, So looking forward to when we're able to do that. That'll do it for our program tonight. Another big thanks to Mike Harris for joining us. Congratulations to Jake Ferguson and all the other Wisconsin athletes. We didn't even run over the whole list who were drafted or signed UDFA deals uh, after the NFL draft this week. And we'll do it again next Monday. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania.